stay conservative, run the ball here on third down. Here's Richardson, he takes it in for his first NFL touchdown. And Pittman takes it inside the 20, the 10, towards the end zone, touchdown! On second and 28, the Colts capitalize Richardson to Pittman, 39 yards. Good evening, everybody. We are kicking with the crew. Welcome back. I know we took a long uh, two-week break from everybody, um, but I'm just going to share this out. Appreciate everybody coming in. How my boys doing tonight? Damon and Zach here with me. Hopefully, Matt gets on with us later. Doing well. Doing well. Go Hope Colts. everyone's good. Hook em. Had a good holiday. <laughs> Hook <'em. laughs> Had a good holiday. David Lovett, his uh, his Texas, the way they roll. Um, but yeah, so uh, we gotta we gotta take this back a little bit. We're gonna jump uh back a little bit to the to the matchup against the Buccaneers. Let's start there. How 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 are we feeling about uh the game versus the Bucks, the Colts, um at home versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, getting only I believe our second home season of the win. How are we feeling about the the game uh, Colts versus Buccaneers? I think the defense, that's the best game of the, the year, just like a complete defensive-wise. Like, I don't believe the secondary gave up too many big deep plays considering the receiving talent the Bucks had outside. And on top of that, they were able to get pressure on uh, Mayfield to make his day, you know, a legitimate issue. So, to me, I feel like that going forward is what, if the culture are for real, like you, your, your tag says – and they're capable of 11 wins like I believe they are, that's the standard they need to play at every week from here on out. Absolutely. How are we feeling, Damon? What you think about the, the Colts versus the Bucks? Yeah, defensively, like we saw, um, it was a very Colts game. I think all Colts fans know what I mean by that. It was a very Colts game. But I think uh, offense, we balanced some things out. It took a step forward. Um, Granted, we're not going to have JT this week, but I love to see that balanced rushing attack and, and Shane actually utilize him as a two-back system. Um, if I've had any complaints lately is that he has not utilized him as a two-back system, and uh, we actually saw it to our benefit last week, and we're able to get off the field uh, with points on the board. So um, overall, I mean, very Colts game, but kind of pleased with what I saw uh, moving forward. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, man, I, I think um... – I think it was one of those games where I was I was kind of on edge. I, I tell you guys, and if I'm being honest, I I thought it was one of those matchups that wasn't going to be one that was very good for us, just because of the fact that the Bucks had the receivers to make us feel uncomfortable. You know, I thought I thought Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin can go out and have a day against us, but honestly, outside of Mike Evans, you know, have doing what he did, uh, I think we we had the busted coverage on one touchdown for him, and then um, you had to work for him on another. So. Honestly, if you told me he was going to have that kind of day and we still get the win, I'd be pretty damn happy because that's what I kind of expected to come. There was something that I did want to put out uh, because of the fact that we did have our show on, on that Saturday before the game. I did want to say that we did get lucky uh, a little bit. Um, teams going against the 49ers on the previous week are like one in like 15 or something over the last like two, three years. So we got to play the Bucks off going against the 49ers. So I thought that was that was something on our side. We got uh, we got Dave in here too, uh, saying the quarter is starting to mature and look better. 
got a big break on a third and long drop, but overall they're maturing. Defensive line pressure always helps. Absolutely. I mean, your line getting home is going to make your corners look better naturally, which we've been saying all season, which we need uh, with a team that's so heavily invested at edge and line, D-line in general. So, agreed. Yeah, that's big time. That's big time. Uh, we had a show. I don't know if that was just me and you, Damon, or if that was a show where we were all on here. We were talking about how the first four weeks of the season, the Colts' defensive line and front seven were literally one of the best in the league. Um, and then the weeks, the following, I think it was uh, weeks five through like eight or nine, we were like non-existent on that D-line as far as getting pressure, sacks, and forcing turnovers from them. We didn't really get to see it. So it's it's great to see that D-line pressure come back and, and getting guys um, to play to the level that we thought they could play in the start of the season. Samson Ebicom has been absolute a goal for us. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. well fine. So shout out to Ballard uh, for making that choice over um, Yannick and Dakwe. We're bringing him in. Um, so I thought that was great for us. And then uh, obviously those guys closed out the game for us. So it was great to see that come back and, and, and be something that, that worked out for us. How do you guys feel about the offense versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Like um, I said, love the run, running the football, love the bounce attack, but we are throwing the football entirely too much with Gardner Minshew. I disagree. I disagree, and here's why I say that. Like, what this offense was with AR and what it is with Minshew, while they're similar, they're very different. While with AR, you're right. They were running the ball heavy with AR, with Zach, and then it was real, you know, it was the quick passing game, a lot less RPO. What's up, Ash? With Minch, With Minshew, I really like the fact that – Teams are forcing Minshew to beat him because outside of the one pick that he has, he's usually right. And I know it's heavy RPO, but I truly feel like the way Shane Coles plays and his aggressiveness and the tempo that he uses and how hyper-aggressive he uses, bro, that's got to make a defense uncomfortable. And I feel like if you do it any other way and you run the ball, you're essentially taking Minshew out of what makes Minshew. Right. And that is Mitchie wants to take the risk. He wants to push the ball downfield, but at the same time, he knows he's going to be right. And if he can make you wrong, then Indianapolis is fine. And I trust Minshew, believe it or not, nine out of ten times to make the right read. As long as he's not back there patting the ball, and, you know, sprinting and doing stupid shit out the pocket, I truly believe the Colts are, the Colts are fine because this heavy, you know, RPO system that they're running with Minshew – has worked. I mean, you could say the Colts need to run the ball more, but I truly feel like that's what teams are doing. You know, they're loading the box and they're blitzing Minshew. And Minshew has, in my opinion, has proven that he can beat the blitz one way or another, whether it's a quick, quick screen or I'm going to give it, you know, to Zach and he's going to make a play. But I don't know. I just look at it like I wouldn't have it any other way. Like the offense to me, especially coming out of the Bucks game, was literally perfect. They did what they needed to do to win. And I don't care if it was by three points or by seven points. Like, the offense looked good. It was balanced. They ran the ball when they wanted to. They threw the ball when they needed to. And overall, I can't ask for much, much more. I mean, you could always ask for the, you know, the sexy deep pass or, you know, like, you know, that pitman hitting the deuce on the way out like this. But at the same time, 
I think offensively, what we witnessed, that's called football, at least this year, the rest of the year. That that's that's ball is going to win you games. Like you so said, it's very cold football. You disagree about the Minshew aspect of things with him, with his sheer attempts. I have no problem. You, in today's league, you have to throw it so much. It's literally – that's what teams – that's what defenses are, are forcing you to do. They're going to take away the deep ball, and they're going to force you to dink and dunk down the field. So you either have to – like the Colts. In my opinion, when JT's not out there, like they don't have a super dominant threat in the run game. Like Zach, he's patient, you know, three, four, five yards. But like teams are – they're forcing Minshew to make – to beat them. And in my opinion, in every game he's played in this year, he's done that. Ravens, he did just enough to beat them. Uh, Bucks did just enough to beat them. Carolina, he did just enough to beat him. Like, he's answered the bell. It's not been pretty. It's not been – but, I mean, that's why he's the best backup in the league because he doesn't – essentially, in my opinion, he doesn't make the mistake that is going to cost you the game. First Cleveland. First Cleveland. He didn't lose us that game. I can't put that – I'm not putting that loss on him. That loss goes essentially – you know, we can all say that loss is on the refs and that loss is on, you know, Daryl Baker. For that I, chalk, I, chalk, I chalked that one up to uh, Daryl Baker, the refs, and Miles Garrett. That was, that was, That's fine. That yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I just have a hard time, you know, placing blame on a quarterback when they're like, "Well, he he does too much, bro." Look at the the look at the cast and crew he has around him. Outside of Pittman Jr. and JT, everybody else this year has kind of been all like, "Who?" So like, to me, he. He's done well with what he has. So I can't sit here and say he throws the ball way too much, especially because that's what Steichen wants to do. Steichen wants to throw the ball and then run run to close it out. Yeah, we got some comments coming in here on the same thing. Nathan is saying, I think we run the dang, uh, need to run the ball dang more instead of throwing 40 times with Minshew. And I think that's where Damon's coming from as well. Um, and then Dave Stewart also coming in here saying that he's pretty much on your side, Zach, saying the pass run was 47 a forty-one to twenty-two. It wasn't terribly. Minshew open. played in the air raid offense at Washington State with um, oh the the guy who read, the coach recent yeah well Mike Lee who recently died. He's put trust me. He's built for it. The difference is it's it's a different system. Minshew you, you does exactly as you need to. And today's league's a passing league. So like Dave says, forty-one to twenty-seven rushes. It's a passing league. I fully yeah, expect I don't, to be two to one pass. I don't really think that's where it comes from. I I, I I also see where Damon is coming from with this entire thing because of the fact that I don't think that Minshew is the guy that you want to go out and try and beat teams each and every it's week. Exactly. Just because if you look at the game is like the Jacksonville game um, where we had the three turnovers that pretty much end up putting that away. Um, I'm going to let you go here real quick, Damon. But I, I just want to say something that i seen because I was also thinking the same thing. We need to run the ball a little bit more. But I think we're all, at least some of us that believe that we should run more, are missing what Steichen said when he said it. He said we are going to throw to score and run to win. And if you look at each game, he's literally meant that when he said it. So the pass yeah. ratio may be a little bit higher. But when it calls to go for runs and whatnot, just like on the, the fourth and one, what did we do? We threw to score, got us in position, and then ran the ball, scored a touchdown to win. So, 
um, I, I do get where you're coming from, Damon. But after seeing somebody, somebody said that on Twitter, um, and so I, I just really, it just really poked in my mind that that's really what he meant. So we could see a lot of passes from Minshew, and I think he's running when it's necessary, and then passing is just sometimes we don't really I see mean, that flow of the game, and it's 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 easy to look back at it hindsight and say it should have been the Colts, but I think that's where it's coming from. Hold on, hold on, Zach. The Colts only okay. Let, let well, it's, it's, for me, for me, it's throwing the ball first through third down. Pass. I get pass, you. Pass, I get pass, you. Pass, pass. I get that. Yeah. You know, our defense, our defense, it's, it's while it's improved, it's kind of like okay, now we're putting our defense back on the field, and we've seen what happens when our pass rush gets diminished. Then our corners get exposed, and we get thrown all over the field. It's 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 it happens a lot. You know what I mean? So that's I guess that's more my complaint is the passing first, second, third down punt pass second third down punt it's just dumb i mean if it makes anybody feel any better the colts only have 11 passing tds all year but which is crazy that's crazy to me they've only have 11 passing tds or maybe that's what Minshew under center i'm not quite sure no, i don't no, remember uh, that Min- Minshew Minshew has two of those tds or, or uh nine of those tds ar has two yeah colts have only thrown not 11 passing tds i think uh Pittman and Downs lead the team with like two each. I mean, to me, that that's wild. That they've pretty much been like the Colts pretty much have a tail within like the within you know the red zone within the fifteen yard line. Colts are going to run the ball more more times than not. I just think it's kind of weird and kind of different how like I see. I don't have a problem if the Colts throw it three straight times because I get pissed when they're like, let's run it, let's run it, let's run it, and then it's a three and out, you know? So, like, I get what you're saying. You want mixed up on the drive. You want some balance, a run, a pass, or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get kind of both sides of it. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a great thing that I like to see that Minshew only has nine touchdowns. But it's at the same time, it's look, look at what people have said about this receiving court. And so it's not like we have the, the eye-popping guys that are going to get you all of those. But at the same time, we do have to look at who our quarterback is. I saw some people comparing. Um, somebody put out a top five receivers list. It, it went pretty pretty big around. Even Reggie Wayne commented on it and retweeted it and whatnot. Um, and it didn't have Josh Downs on the list, and they had Tank Dell up there and somebody else said that uh, Josh Downs was over Tank Dell, in their opinion. Actually, Destin, Colts writer. Um and so um, it was like one of those situations where you look at the quarterback. I mean, it makes a huge difference for your team. Right. And so, and like we didn't get to see AR for any four quarters, but dude was averaging two touchdowns a game on like a quarter and a half. Rush. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, he had the two passing TDs when they did open those up as well. So it was like he's giving you all those touchdowns. And if you could see him play more of a full game, then you could really know what we're going to get. And so, it's one of those situations where it's like you can compare the guys, but it's like you look at the way they're playing differently. Uh, C.J. Stroud isn't going to give you rushing touchdowns a lot. I mean, it's just not what he's going to do. So it's like, of course, you can't account for those ones. But at the same time, if you don't have your starter QB, that looks a little bit different. So, I don't know, it's one of those situations where, uh, like I said, it's, it, Shane said we're going we're gonna to throw the score, we're going to run the win. So I think it's one of those situations where we just got to get used to how he's calling – 
calling the game. And that's very different for our end to look at it hindsight versus to see what we're doing on the field. You definitely, there is some situations where I do agree with Damon though. It's like when we go pass, 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 punt, our defense is getting worn out when we do that. And right. we, we've been one of the higher scoring teams in the league, but it's still to a point where you don't want to wear your defense out every single time. Like we do not, and, and and like I said to you guys before we hopped on here, we're not going through our toughest stretch of ball. I mean, these are <laughs> the we're playing a little bit lesser competition. So if we were playing the teams that Damon is talking about, the ones that can go out and destroy your secondary, that's yeah, we can't do that in playoffs. That's when you don't want to necessarily keep giving the ball back. <clears throat> yeah, we can't do that in playoffs. Like if we do that shit in the playoffs, we'll lose. Yeah, exactly. And Chris is saying here, no JT is tough. Hopefully Zach Moss can be. I don't. I, I personally don't understand why this is such a big, huge, big thing to people. Um, we thought uh, we knew JT was going to be out for the first four games, and then he was gone. Uh, and then Zach Moss did what he did. He came back, and, and we didn't even know if we were going to have JT. So um, I see this, and when people talk about it, I'm like, oh no, JT's gone, and like, how will he fare? How will the Colts' rushing attack go? And I, I don't blink an eye. I think we're all right. Injury. Um, Nathan is saying, I get what you're saying. If you bring the air raid, that gives your defense no time to rest. I mean, if you're smart with the ball, I mean, you just got to convert. I mean, the air raid's the West Coast offense just from the gun. So, like, you just got to write true clock, but don't have any incompletions and short passes, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's like, but see, when you say the bleed, uh, the balance to bleed the clock 60 to 40, you can't do this in the middle of the first and second. No, like yeah, I mean, no, no. You you gotta you gotta keep playing the game. That's that's you gotta be aggressive. Really, exactly. That's one of the things that I really like about Shane is he's playing the game through the flow of the game. He's not going off all of the all of the um, the analytics of the game, the statistics. What does this say? What does that say? He's going off his feel, and does it always work? No, but I like that he's using his gut and not just saying. Oh yeah, this thing told me to go for this or whatever. You know, so right, it's all gut feel with him. It's all feel and what he. I don't know. I just like Shane as a play caller, from the fake punts to Zaire at fullback to, you know, Minshew, whatever it is, a punter, a personal protector. I think all of it has been fun this year and way better than anything Frank did. Frank did that too. Barely. <laughs> put Grover. You could put Grover in. Yeah, I think one time. Sure. I'm just trying to start it. I'm just trying to start it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody else drew that up for him, though. <laughs> yeah, Parks Frazier. Uh, and we need an open checkbook for Pittman. Don't risk him losing him in free agency. I think either way, we can use the franchise tag. I, I don't. I doubt Pittman's going anywhere. Uh, Davis saying here, interesting. It's interesting. We're saying we're playing weaker teams for the final stretch. The teams we are playing are saying the same about us. I mean, I mean, both can be true, but at the same time, like, like they put up the graphic the other day saying the Colts are in the playoffs right now. And then they go, the teams that are out, the Houston Texans, the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Denver Broncos. If you asked anybody, and I don't mean just fans or whatever, but if they put it up on any sports TV show, if they put up all five of those teams and said who are going to make it, Absolutely none of them are saying the Colts is what I mean by it. So it's like we can say that we're, we're, we're – I mean, we're playing weaker teams, but nobody thinks that we're a proven team. So even if somehow by 
by hook or by crook that we made it to the playoffs, nobody is trusting us to do anything anyway. Most people just see the score and say, oh, wow, the Colts won. So it's like when people look at the Houston Texans, they think they're a surefire in the playoffs and or the Broncos. So that's what I mean by playing the weaker opponents. I mean, obviously, this helps us get into the playoffs, but sometimes you just need to see us play competition because if we were another team, what would we say? We look at the team that they're playing and say, that's the reason why they're winning. So we can't just do it when it's another team and not do it when it's ours. Shane has been good at adjusting the game, playing mid-game. Yeah, the Colts, this Colts coaching staff is high-quality in-game adjustments. Like, it's been all the difference in the world. From, you know, Shane and what he does with the offense to I'm actually impressed with Gus Bradley and his adjustments. I was talking – I think I was talking with DeMarco about this a couple days ago about how, like, yo, hey, I don't know what Gus Bradley did on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know if they went, you know, and got rid of that country cover three or whatever. But, you know, during that Bucks game, I saw the culture on a lot of cover six, a lot of cover four, and uh, they man-adjusted. And it's been night and day. I mean, that's to me, that's what I said the standards going forward is, is that, like, I don't expect the Colts defense to come out and have two pick sixes versus Carolina because that's a free thing. But – just don't be terrible on defense, and I really think the Colts have a chance to get in the playoffs and make some noise. Absolutely, yeah. That was that was you and Matt. Um, but yeah, I think I think Gus. Like, I I think it's been great having Shane here to, to see Gus adjust because before we would never see any changes to what he was going to do, any routine, anything like that. I thought it'd all be the same, and it pretty much just be consistently, consistently the same thing over and over and over again. So whatever's gotten into him. Thought that's been a great thing to see uh, some changes from him. Um, yeah, that's where I'm also at with that. Uh, Nathan saying, "Why would he sign a franchise tag when he could get a long term deal somewhere else?" The reason you franchise no tag is so he don't go have a conversation with somebody else. It just gives you more time to get a deal done. So that's that's why you franchise tag him. You don't franchise tag him. Um, because he'll sign it, you franchise tag him to get more time. The, the Colts are gonna, the Colts are gonna extend him, man. I promise yeah. you that he's yeah. he's exceeded all expectations at this point. <clears throat> Even if you guys don't think he's a one, like I didn't think he was a one. I truly think Michael Pittman now is a one. I he might not be a high. Uh, he he might not be a. That. He might not be a high end one, but bro, he's Heinz Ward. He's dirty. He blocks. He runs the routes. He brings the attitude. He'll punch you in the mouth. You know, he will fight you he's on the field. Back. He's a running yes, back. Yes, he dog. is just every like his bit dad. of a dog. Just, yes. like, just like his dad. To be honest, I think, he'd have, I think he'd have more yards and touchdowns if he didn't act like that because he almost looks for contact, man, if he was. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a true dog. He's, in my opinion, in every sense of the word, he is exactly embodies what the Colts want to be on offense. Physical. He said, forget this touchdown. All that. Rip your face off. <laughs> right. I mean, right through your face. He's a one. He's gritty. That's perfect. I don't know who posted that. He's gritty. Like, that's what Pittman Jr. is. And to me, Colts need more of it. He is the attitude. What would you give? Minshew, uh, what grade so Nathan, would you give Minshew? Nathan, you would have to go back to uh, two weeks ago. We did our whole grade for the uh, Colts. 
um, as a whole. Um, as far B. as uh, what we did Everybody at the halfway B. point, yeah, I think we gave Minshew a B. I'm not exactly sure on it, um, but yeah, somewhere around there. <clears throat> but all right, man, let let's uh let's jump to this week. Y'all know what it is. We know what it is. It, it's Titans, Titans week, man. It's Titans week. I man. want this win. And, and if there are any Titans fans out there, anybody watching, man, I, I'm getting tired of people trying to point out and say that anybody wants to be like the Titans or try and be better than the Titans. Only reason we call it Titans week is just because everybody else has sucked when they were dominating the division for their little two-year run that they had. So let's just make that clear. Like, you're not anything special, okay? I, I'm just putting that out there. Man. You're not anything special. It's just Titans week because it's time to get over the hump. Y'all were beating us for a while. And just like next year, I'm going to be saying the same thing about Jacksonville because I'm getting tired of y'all sweeping us. So, or, or not tired of y'all sweeping us, but just tired of y'all. Anybody even bringing up the fact that y'all can beat us. So um, let's go ahead and jump into it, man. What are we looking forward to? Titans, Colts coming up tomorrow. Pass rush. Pass rush is going to win us this game, I think, in every aspect. Get, get Levis uncomfortable, get in his head. Get off the field, let our offense do their thing. I mean, we've been talking about offense for the last 30 minutes, you know what I mean, or 25 minutes here at this point. So I think we let our offense do what it does best, let the pass rushers get home, corners play good football. I think we win this game. I fully expect to be physical because I felt like the Titans felt disrespected when it was in Indianapolis because how Indianapolis brought the physicality to Tennessee. Indianapolis came out and punched Tennessee in the mouth. I mean, from the run game, from Zach Levine, from the defensive line getting all over uh, Tannehill. Like, Indianapolis played Tennessee Titans football, as they would say. They played Titans football. And I really think, like, Tennessee remembers that because that's essentially what they talked about. You know, like, we heard their fans, wait till December 3rd. December 3rd. Blah, blah. Well, it's here. And I – to me, I think offensively, the Colts aren't going to do a whole – well, they will do do stuff differently because Steichen ain't ever ran, you know, the same the same game plan twice. He's a Frank. But, like, I fully expect the Colts to come out and say, hey, you couldn't stop us running the ball last time. We're going to do it again and make you force and take it away from us. So, I fully expect this is going to be a bloodbath. It's one and loss in the trenches. It's just Titans, Colts football. It's physical. It's – it's going to be a tight game. They always, we always play each other tight. It wouldn't shock me to see Tennessee win. It wouldn't shock me to see Indianapolis win. Like, it's going to be a tight, physical game, just like it always has been. Yeah, Chris is saying here we want to beat Will Levis. And I don't know if anybody's seen or is watching, but uh, Florida State don't need to be in the college football playoff. Mm-mm. I'm watching it. Um, I got this game on. It is a total of 11 yards between these two teams in the first quarter. The quarterbacks are thrown for a total of 15 yards combined. Florida State got (laughs) negative seven rushing yards. Yuck. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Yeah, what's up, Tristan? Um, Oh, I missed it. Uh, They were saying make them one-dimensional. So, yeah, I think this is pretty much the same plan as we did with, uh, with Ryan Tannehill, man. Don't let Derrick Henry run over you because that's our weakness is is right now is our running game until we get Grover Stewart back next week. We want to force them to to throw the ball and then and just make t- uh, uh, Will Levis 
go out and try and throw the ball and beat us just like we forced Baker Mayfield to do and get some some mistakes, some drops in there and force those guys to turn it over. I think um, just like I had uh, sent, sent the, the give back to Matt when he was talking about um, the video where uh, Will Levis was limping uh, at practice, and I think we absolutely should feast as a defensive line. This offensive line is terrible. Their quarterback's hurt. Um, they don't they don't have to try and run the ball and whatnot. And so I think we absolutely need to take advantage of everything that, that we got on our defense. What you got, Damon? I mean, I think it's – are we talking about Harrison or the one-dimensional aspect? Uh, the, no, the defense as a whole or, or anything that you think that we need to do uh, tomorrow. No, and like I said, kind of my, my pregame notes, like we just have got to like bring our pass rush, our pass rush has to get home. Um, is it me or we have a lot of offsides penalties last week? We had like three or four, I think. Kind of a we get one too many every week. Yeah, penalties have been an issue spe- specifically on defense. I've seen a couple of false starts, but I think pass rush gets home, and I just want to see that cornerback uh, unit kind of grow and take another step forward here. Um, I thought the safeties played a little bit better last week. I still have that one blown coverage, but I don't. I mean, I don't have much other than just pass rush getting home. In my opinion, I think the linebackers are going to do what they do best. You know, so. Yeah, Chris is asking him, uh, "What do we think about linebacker Harrison um, that we just uh, trans- picked up Wait, from the practice seven squad?" Um, yeah, and went from safety to seven snaps. Yeah, that was my first response to Matt as well because uh, we've been people been talking about him quite a lot. And I mean, when you get an interception out of seven snaps, I mean that's pretty damn good. But at the same time, it's like we haven't really seen much of you. So, I mean, it's like we we love the play. He came in, he took over for Shaq Leonard, who who was left out and whatnot, and got got cut by Indy. Um, but uh. Outside of him getting the interception, it's nice job, and we'll see if you get some more playing time. It's, it's tough to tough to know, so we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes, and I think he's, he's all right. Um, Tristan I agree, Singer, Tristan. We have to stop D Hop. I, I don't think so. I disagree, bro. He feasted on us last time, and granted, and, like he didn't do. He didn't the, do. The game? Granted, we won, but I still don't like it. Like, dude, old as hell. Like. It don't matter. Make him a non-factor. It don't matter. Derrick Henry had, I believe it was less than 40 yards. That's yeah. who we need to stop. Yeah, Derrick but that's Henry what we and, and it, it don't matter. Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears, I'm telling you, if Derrick Henry is running over this team, we're not winning. We're not right. winning. We want them to have to throw the ball. So what's going to happen? You should get pass yardage. Now, if our DBs are playing better and they are have progressed from where they were, Maybe we lock up D Hop this time around and don't let him go for 110 or 20 or 30, whatever he went for. It doesn't matter to me. I, I don't care what they do through the air because you can throw for 300 yards and have three interceptions. Do I care what how many yards you had? No, I think yards is a terribly overrated stat. You can have all the yards in the world you want, but if you got multiple turnovers, who cares? Justin now, Herbert. When, exactly. So when you he let needs to get out of go, LA, man. Do the easiest thing. Get rid of that Brandon Staley. Get rid of Staley. Use ways to weigh as a charger, Her- man. Herbert throws um, for 400 yards and three touchdowns, and they lose 21 to 45. Like yeah, I said, it hurts, hurts, dog. That's what I'm telling you. So, so at the end of the day, I could care less about yards unless it's rushing yards. Rushing yards are what kill you. They kill your defense, your running clock. You're running over somebody else's team. Those big defense.
offensive linemen get tired. And Derrick Henry is one of the guys that you don't want your secondary have to have to keep tackling just because that wears you out. So I'm I'm not in the slightest worry about what DeAndre Hopkins can do. Can he go off and go crazy? Do I want that? No. But at the same time, I'd rather hold Derrick Henry to 25 yards rushing, no touchdowns, and let De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins have 125 yards in the touchdown. Colts win. I agree. I just don't like it, but I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get you. I get where you're coming from. But I, I think where he's saying we have to stop D-Hop, I just he – can, he can do what he does, man, as long as we, we stop. You got to check Leonard is um, going to sign. The rumor is Philadelphia and Dallas right now, so have no idea. Have no idea. Neither. Um, what's up, Joey? Hope everything's going good for you, man. Shout out to to, to Joey and ZTV. Appreciate Joey you. Joey makes it all possible. Thank you, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> all right. And so, uh, where are we at? What, what what do we think we need to do on offense? Obviously, we don't have Jonathan Taylor. I think um, Josh Downs is is getting a little bit better. I didn't yep. uh, I, I didn't uh, miss most of the injury report this week. Was pretty busy, so um, I hope his knee is progressing a little bit better. Michael Pittman is obviously going to do what he's going to do. Seems like Alec Pierce is even getting a little bit more involved. Um, obviously, all of us would probably like to see Gardner Minshew take advantage of some of these uh, mismatches we get with our tight ends a little bit. Um, Brian Kelly should be back uh, from his concussion. He practiced all week, so like I said, it would be a, oh, my God, if he possibly didn't um, play at game time. So it's good to have him back, uh, even though um, Wesley French has been playing pretty well there. Uh, so I, I'm pretty sure we got our whole offensive line intact, um, but no JT. So what, what are we thinking about the offense? What do you guys think we need to do there? Two keys for me. Don't shy away from running the ball with Zach Moss. Just because you don't have JT does not mean you cannot run the ball 20 to 22 times a game with Zach Moss or even get Trey Sermon involved with that RPO game. Two, we've got to do a better job of scheming up the tight ends. We do. And it's like every time our tight ends get involved, it's a 15 to 20-yard gain or a first down completion. It's, it's, it's been pretty nice, but the issue is it's so inconsistent between all of them I mean, which is, I mean, good and bad. You know, one game, game. Be, one game it's Mallory going for a 30-yard completion right down the seam. The next game is Alec. Uncle Tree's back or is he out? Uh, he is back. He is back. It's big dub. Big dub. That's, a, in my opinion, that is the best tight end in that room. I honestly, I, I don't dislike any of our tight ends, I don't. man. I mean, like, I it's like. It's because Woods is playing. He's the only one I'm mad at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I think, I think that's where we do miss because if we had Woods, we have the. We have the one and all of our tight ends. Yeah. So, um, but it's it's like yeah. we're talking about. It's like every 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 game. It's a it's is legit been a different tight end. Last week it was Mallory, and we had I think Malali Cox in that big fourth down, and then this week is who's going to be. Ogletree goes for a 30, 40 yard completion and either blows an ankle or gets a concussion. Never fails. Every time, every time. I hate to see it. Sister uh, um, saying here, what's up with uh, Juju? Uh, he had the quad injury. And I honestly think I think Shikin's a real um, uh, players coach, to where when it comes to injuries, he really likes to takes his time on it. He likes to let the doctors see everything through. So I think Steichen just doesn't put anybody out on the field unless they can go with a snap count or something. So you might play into the playoffs, dog. But yeah, yeah, that's I, how I, I see think- it. I don't I like it at think, all. Don't play I just them. don't. I just don't think Steichen is just going to push to play anybody. I think that's what's going on there. Um, um as for offense, yeah. 
I want to see the creativity, man. Keep being creative. So, like, I fully expect, like, I just want to see the Colts continue to do different stuff, whether that's one formation, whether, you know, they draw up something nuts or whatever it is. You know, they, they find a defense, they find a, a defensive flaw, and they run it until Tennessee stops it. I just need to see Steichen continue to to stack, to elevate, to do what he does. You know, as for the creative aspect of it, with all these tight ends, I'm waiting to put one a quarterback and then just go wild. You know, like if Jelani Woods was out there, I really would love to see like Jelani Woods and AR in the backfield with Jonathan Taylor and just do something nuts. I want to see the, the 20, uh, the tw- 2007 like, created offensive play from Madden. Bro. Like I need to see it. I just want to see more creativity. I think, you know, that's where, that's what helps Indianapolis out so much. Is Steichen is a quality play caller and then Steichen just in his bag getting saucy with it. And, you know, Tennessee doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, have the best personnel. To match us, to match up with us, because outside of one corner, the rest of them are shaky. I don't even know who the hell they have at safety anymore after they traded Kevin Byer. No, uh, Money Hooker and um, and uh, so I forgot, I forgot so who they, they're, like, they're solid yeah. at safety. They're solid at safety. Really? So the way I see it is, just get more guys involved and make Indianapolis really, really difficult to stop. My that's what I I've always believed in that philosophy. The more guys that you have that teams can't cover or teams can't stop, it don't matter who has who has a rock as long as you win. So just continue to do what Shane's doing. But I do enjoy how, you know, he's got Zaire going fast, going fast to the flat, you know, on fourth I'm on fourth and one. I'm in the flat, coach. I'm in the flat. <laughs> oh, that's like, I, I enjoy that. That was funny. Um so yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll see too much creativity this week. Um, just because of who we're playing. I think the more physical team will be the team that, that comes out in this game. Um, I think physicality will say it all in this one, and I think Steichen knows that. I do think that we will try and take advantage of some of the things that we can do in the passing game. So as I did point out, their cornerbacks aren't very good. I mean, they, I think they got uh, Murphy Bunting, who's pretty solid and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But Kristen Fulton is allowing like 150 QBR. Yeah, like Kevin Wallace, whatever the heck his name and, is. Uh, He's been one of the worst corners in football this year. Yeah. Let and, Zach Wilson and, and, go for and, 600 yards. And man-to-man coverage. So I, I just think that that's – I know that – I believe that's a matchup that we'll take advantage of. Um, um, and so to Zach's point about the creativity, I will tell you the one thing that I am getting tired of seeing in football – is the the cute play calling on key downs, man? I'm getting so sick of it, bro. I can tell you, I see so much of it in college football and some other stuff where teams run like they'll run a wide receiver screen with no blockers on a third and four, or teams do this pitch double reverse on a on a third and ten or something and lose like eight. Demarco wants to eight. see a fullback on a three yard dive and get a first down. <laughs> yes, that's what I want to see, man. Just just keep it simple, bro. Like I am not with all. This cute, fancy play calling on down and Disney. If you want to try something on like, on like a first and five after you get a penalty, then I all just want to see like Minshew rip it on his own read and go sixty-five yards on the sideline, hey, and I'm then hit bad. him with, and then hit him with the okey doke like Ar did. I wouldn't lose my. 
<laughs> I would lose my mind if you hit him with the okie doke like AR did Andy. in the end zone. You would pull a handy at full speed, bro. Come on now. <laughs> 5 yards. 40 yards, and that guy's holding something. Uh, yeah, I don't he, care. He, he, he I need to, that happy real quick. What's that, DeMarco? I need to name? see it, man. DeMarco, DeMarco, he says, when's the last time you ran full speed? Now <laughs> 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 think about you. that for 60 yards. <laughs> I'm telling you, boy, you're going to feel it real quick. That happy go remind you how old you is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. That's all. I just want to see, you know, mention you. That's why, that's why Matt Ryan had his 30-yard run versus the Raiders last year. He was jogging the whole time. That's why he wasn't sprinting. He knew what was up. <laughs> I think that's some bad juju we're not talking about. Matt Ryan calling this game for CBS, man. Like, I feel like this man is cursed. So, like, it wouldn't shock me if we had one of our worst games ever of the season because Matt Ryan's calling the game. I give him a little, I give him a little play. I don't think it'd be because of the game and whatnot. But I do oh. think just because of the fact that, like, that's why my name is what it is, just because of the fact that. We all have that in the back of our minds. Like, is it is it real what we're seeing each and every week? Are we going to turn back into that team that's giving up third and long each and every week? Or are we doing something dumb that's going to give the game away? Are we going to have turnovers? Are we going to have that injury? When something's going to happen, that gives it away for us. But um, I think all in all, I think we need to run the ball again like we did before. You know, take advantage of key downs, pass the ball when, when, when need be. Um, and just no turnovers, man. Be more physical in this team. And like Davis sitting here saying, uh, tight ends, that's what we, we talked about quite a bit. We just want to get these guys involved and whatnot and just make sure that we're, we're taking full advantage of uh, pretty much, I say, I want to say an inferior team. You know, they're just not that good right now. Um, and we need to take advantage of everything that we, we see against them. And, uh, this game. I do have one want that I would love to see. I don't think Indianapolis will because they just don't. But I would love to see Indianapolis blitz more and be more aggressive and heat up like Will Levis because, I mean, hell yeah, Matt Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I would just love to see, you know, like Indianapolis heat up Levis. So even if it means blitz more, because I do feel like the Colts, at least with simulated pressures, are, you know, really, really, really good defensively. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, what they did last week was solid. That's the standard, in my opinion, going forward. But I would love to see them add another aspect to the defense. Hey, we're going to heat you up. We're going to blitz you. We're going to force Levis to beat you. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I do agree that if there was any uh, week to blitz, you know, kind of like when we played against Matthew Stafford, and I said, this is the yeah. guy you really don't want to blitz that, against. Pull that last comment up from that up right this, there. Like this, this, this is the one that uh, I do say that where we should blitz. You should blitz at this rookie with this terrible offensive line. You should definitely give him the five, six-man fronts and just try and confuse the hell out of him um, and just make sure that we, we play with a good zone on the back end just because we know he has the big arm, so we got to keep everything short and sweet. Um, but get after him. He's already shown that he was limping. We need to get after him, put him on the ground, you know, and, and make this a short day for our uh, our vets there. Um, so I definitely think that would be the week. Uh, and uh, we didn't even blitz a whole lot last week. No, we don't. Our pass, rush, I... our, our pass rush got home, so – I only counted like two blitzes actually that like simulated pressures that they brought. And if they can get home with four, there's no need. But I do think any I do think Indianapolis, at least defensively, 
when you get Kenny Moore involved in the pass rush, I think that only elevates, you know, that defense because how good he is at it. Same thing with Blackman. I feel like if you blitz Blackman more, you know, like I just get worried about Thomas on that back end with the blown cut in the last couple weeks. He's he's a second year pro. Like guys are, are gonna make mistakes. I uh, feel like my, yeah, yeah, no, I think yeah, but it's not not to be misunderstood there. I'm not saying like necessarily in Thomas's fault, but leaving him back there on his own bringing Blackman in on a zero blitz, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's not even it's not even just um, uh, Thomas being a second-year guy, but it's also playing with other young players. That's why we've had a lot of those miscommunications. So, you know, um, a lot of that has to do with it as well. So we want to make sure everybody stays engaged and, and they're, they're playing to their keys and whatnot. But I think um, – I, I don't necessarily think it's blitzed a ton – but just make sure we're blitzing in key situations to knock them out. So if they're in field goal range, you know, you want to get a you want to go with a key blitz to knock them out of field goal range. If they're if they're in the 10 yard line or something like that, you know, you might come with a blitz just to make them force a field goal. So just things like that to, to bring blitzes and key moments to keep them out of situation. But this is one of those situations he's also saying that he hurt. We gotta blitz a lot. I agree. I agree completely, and it would be cool to see Zaire get a little loose and it, you know, actually kind of bump into Vrabel a little bit on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you watch the Trenches show or listen to the Trenches show this week? Uh, which one? The one that's like uh, Teslas and Hellcats, that one? Nah, nah, I think it was the most recent one. I forgot the name of it. But, yeah, yeah uh, the one that came out yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. I watched uh, it. Yeah. yeah, it was hella funny how they said when somebody get up, he stand over him, and then he got a bump in his uh, Zaire <laughs> as he walk away. <laughs> Yo, them dudes are hilarious, man. Them dudes are freaking comedy. Uh, you gotta I'm, watch yourself on the side. You could, you could tell their, um, you can tell their chemistry on the field too. I just don't like EJ. I find really? EJ's voice incredibly annoying. I thought you were on the field. I thought you were on the field. No, on the field is fine. But in the podcast, I find his voice incredibly annoying. He's like all, damn, all high-pitched. And I'm like, no, nah, get Avery Johnson out of here. Like, I ain't trying to listen to that. You know, but. I've been to Dallas before, man. Yeah. We talk, a lot, a lot of people talk like that up here. Really? Yeah. Well, you're all Southern. Like, I'm I'm Northern. But I just, don't like, I just don't like EJ. Like, the way he talks. On the field, incredible. His voice is hella annoying. Like, <laughs> bad. I don't know. I think voices is just different, man. Different, different. But nah, man. I think I think um I think I think we got a lot of advantage to take care of against this team. I think it's something that we definitely need to take advantage of offensively and defensively. But what do you guys think uh, defensively against this Titans team? What do, what do we need to do there? Stop the run. Force Tennessee to punt. You stop the run. And then, you know, on third down, either Will Levis is going to play action or boot because that's literally all they do with him is is attack the edge. Then I, I think Indianapolis hasn't made. So, Fun stop fact. the run, a force the Will Levis. Uh, the Tennessee punter, the Tennessee punter, uh, Stonehouse, has more punts than DeAndre Hopkins has catches. Force him to punt. Stonehouse is like leading the league though on like pump per yards, man. Like the dude's like damn near McAfee level. When you punt that many times, you get reps like that. You get <laughs> like that. 
<laughs> no, for my points, I mean, I said multiple times about pass rush getting home, but just right on point with Zach as well. You know, don't let Derrick Henry run us all over. Um, don't do the Colts thing where you stop Derrick Henry and then let Ty J Spears go for 130 yards on an 80 yard round uh, burst. And, you know, that's the Colts way of doing things. So hold them, let them punt, and let our offense get to work. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think this defense needs to keep doing what it's doing. Um, also found a stat here that the Colts team, uh, the Colts have 16 straight games with a takeaway, the longest active streak in the NFL. So it's another stat that I found there. Uh, hey, there he is. Um, so, yeah, uh, found that stat there um, that the Colts have the longest active streak with 16 straight games with a takeaway. So I think we definitely need to keep that streak up this Sunday, force some turnovers. Um and, uh, you know, just put this team in a deficit. I think it, it, it goes back to what me at, me and Matt have pressed a lot um, in week uh, four or five, whenever we played them, was to pretty much get them down, force them to pass the ball, and then go from there with just pinning our ears back, let the rest get after them, and uh, create some turnovers, man. What up, Matt? Hi. What up? Hi. Hi. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Found that stat. Thought that was um, thought that was really dope, man. That the Colts have been turning over the ball that much. I mean, it sucks because of last year's part of that, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, thought that was one of the key things there. Um, but what do you, how, you guys feel any way about Tennessee being four and four and zero at home? You think no, kind of fluky in my opinion because I don't know who who they played outside of Cincinnati. Like who have they played that's been legit when they played Cincinnati, but. Joe Burrow had a bum leg. So beyond that, I don't know who they played at home and that was actually any good. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't I don't feel any way about it. I could care less. I think records at home or away mean absolutely nothing to me. Tennis Tennessee is not known for having a, a home field advantage. That is the reason they are four and one home. It's gotta be scheduled in my opinion. Yep. Yep. Well said. So they um they played the Panthers at home, played the Falcons at home, trash, trash. The Bengals at home and the Chargers at home. So all trash. So all those teams are like either at five hundred or below five hundred. So they really haven't played a team that's you know been at least a game or two above five hundred. So and no one and no one and and they didn't face Joe Burrow not hurt. Right, they didn't get a healthy Joey B, so you kind of have to throw that, yeah. in my opinion, in the trash. So, agreed, one hundred percent. But I mean, now you got to look at us. We're four and one on the road. How much do you take that into consideration? One, one and four. One and four. No, we're four oh no, 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 four and one. Four and one. My we're bad. Four I was one on the road. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, well, we suck at home. We yeah, beat yeah, Baltimore yeah. on the road. No, I, I was, um, to me, I feel like that that Baltimore win speaks volumes. Carolina's you gotta throw that out because of how bad they were. Uh New England yeah, and Germany. I think we beat New England and Germany. Yeah, that win was weird though. That one just didn't sit right in the eye way. But I think like, for us, I think I think it just goes to show to tell that Frank has uh, or not Frank. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Why don't you disrespect Shane like that? <laughs> Did he get off here? <laughs> Bro, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think it just goes to show that Coach Steichen just has this team prepared and ready 
to go on the road to face whatever team they're facing. They're mentally prepared. They're mentally ready. They're staying ready to get out on the field and play ball, and they're more focused when they're leaving the building knowing that they have to defend um, certain games, especially since I want to say most of our games have been on the road, have been AFC, which keeps us above that AFC record, which keeps us the tiebreaker over teams like Houston and Buffalo and Denver. So um, I think it just goes to show that we're more prepared to pr- and ready to play on the road. So uh, just like we thought when the, when the um, Tennessee Titans came to Indianapolis, we were a bad uh, home team and they were a bad road team and something had to give. So speaking of road and home versus away, the Colts' next three games or three out of four games are on the road. They have Tennessee this week, Cincinnati next week. They have that Saturday game versus Pittsburgh at home, and then uh, week 16 versus Atlanta in Atlanta. And then they close the season out on the road. I do believe in Houston. No, Houston comes to home. Houston's gonna come to home. I mean, Houston's getting to home. But either way, like, I think that this schedule favors Indianapolis just because all year Indianapolis has been a better road game. I really think that, you know, like, why Shane talks about, you know, protecting home field is one thing. I think that going, in my opinion, going into another team's home field and winning is more of a culture setter and builds more culture than just winning at home. And I feel like the Colts have done an incredible job of handling business trips. And I think that that will continue. I just personally, I personally look at it like this. I don't care if it's home or away. I think 99% of these fields are the same. Uh, the only difference is, is the crowd. And if it, the, most of the teams are going to go play like Tennessee. They're not known for that. They're not known for having a crowd that's going to, ruin your game and really the crowd the only thing they do is make it harder for you to communicate and with the way technology is these days it barely even that anymore now it's just getting you know if you're if you're a hurry up offense you're trying to get your routes out to your wide receivers as a quarterback that's the most that's the most you're going to struggle with yeah yeah absolutely i don't think uh i think shane has a team prepared and ready to go there so uh I don't really take too much into account on either side of it, but good to know that they haven't really beaten anybody good at home. <laughs> uh, Joshua Merchant, Merchant is coming here saying, love your show, uh, best show. I'm so glad I could listen and discuss all things Colts with you guys, especially since I'm the only Colts fan in my house. Appreciate you, Josh. Uh, wish you didn't have to go through that. I'm usually the only Colts fan in my house as well, just because I'm from the Bay Area, so everybody loves the freaking Raiders. Hell, right? I'm the I'm the only football fan in my house. Yeah, me that, too. That, that, <laughs> me well, too. Yeah, I got. I, I'm too. lucky. I, I'm lucky. I got boys, so I got them screaming "Go Colts!" So we, we, oh, they, we yeah, they, more Colts fans. The girls scream it. The girls scream it, but they don't care. They come out and yeah. like, "Go Colts!" My that's how, it, that's how you my wife and daughter are. They they don't care for football. No, yeah. and they just run off and go play with their dolls. <laughs> yeah, Ash. Uh, Ash is saying, "Why don't we use Mallory more?" And that's because we got six other tight ends, and we never know. Yeah, we don't use them. enough. We, 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 <laughs> we, got, we got six other tight ends. Yeah. We never know who's gonna play. We never hey. missed, that, you missed that earlier. Actually, we kind of walked. We kind of talked. Zach, about Zach Ertz got released. I fully expect Indianapolis to go sign him. You know why not? Add, yeah. add one more. <laughs> just add he's, one gonna, more. 
He's going to retire. He's going to end up being over there at CBS with uh, with Greg Olson, and they're going to have a tight He's going to coach the Panthers, no, dog. He's no, going to do no. what Saturday wants to do. No, no. What are you guys talking about? He's going to go right back to Philly. He's going to jump on a bandwagon and try to go win a ring. That's what he's going to do. He's already got one. He's going to go try and win another one. Nah, right I, back I over there to Philly. They don't even need him, to be honest. I really think they, they got Dallas Goddard. He's on IR yeah. with, a broken, with a broken arm. I don't know who's a tight end in Philly. I don't even know they use tight ends in Philly. They don't. It's they just like Jalen Hurts does everything. He can run the ball. They use Dallas Goddard. <laughs> when he's healthy. Uh, A.J. Brown. Uh, yeah. They use. Hey, they trying uh, to get Shaq. I'm pretty sure they'll take Zach. I, I will say, say Devontae Smith the last few weeks have been lighting it up. He has been lighting it up. He's been getting that's utilized a lot. That's because they've been. I mean, he'd be nice in a Colts uniform. Yeah. Huh? Ooh. Devontae Ooh. Smith would look nice in a Colts uniform. Oh yeah, I wanted him out the draft. He's he's the one dude that I'm like on this Philly offense. He's realistic. I'm like man, he dicing guys up with his route running. I will I will say this: Philly looks a little underwhelming lately, but yeah, that's just me. Um, they, they have they have looked underwhelming. Do we? Not, do we, wrong. we talk we talk about Grover. He's still suspended. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, not, not necessarily, not necessarily Grover, but the impact of Grover not being there tomorrow. Have we talked about? Oh, that? yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I talked about him. Um, I know I shouldn't. Doubt. I don't know why I came on. I, you guys already touched base probably on everything I want to say. So I'm going back to fucking bed. <laughs> no, yeah, we weren't. I was watching it on YouTube in bed, and my wife was like, "Why don't you just go on?" I was like, "Man." <laughs> Well, we were going to talk about this college football for a second, about how, like, people are talking about how Texas needs to be in the college football playoffs. And, 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 and I don't necessarily agree because I don't think Texas defense could stop an FCC offense or a Big Ten offense. I mean, we already beat – Texas already beat Bama, so. Hey, Matt, you know how me and you always go at it? These two, get your popcorn ready. <laughs> like, like, get your popcorn ready. They was, they was, they was throwing haymakers. There's just no way. There's just no way. Like, offensively, yeah, Texas score on anybody, but defense, they mm, see speed like that, man. SEC stuff is big. Yep, they just, they just played Milro and made him look like Denard Robinson. Moss is going to make yep. Indy add a couple more ways to JT recovery time when he breaks off. That'd be dope, man. I think Moss is going to get a huge contract, not from Indy, if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the better he plays, the less likelihood he is to come back here, man. Right. <laughs> Since we're gonna talk about college football real quick, I don't think I don't think Texas is gonna get into the college football playoffs. Well, they're saying they I think, are. Man. I think with I think with Bama women winning, I think Bama's gonna hop up in there. They're, they're saying that since Bama won, you absolutely have to bring Texas with Bama, or not bring Alabama Texas at all. Well, they're gonna bring Bama because Bama just beat up on the number one. They're gonna put Georgia in that bad boy because Georgia's Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's gonna be in there, sure. UT but I think to be Bama, in. I, I agree. I think UT should be in there, and I, I want them in there. I was I just, it's UT or Florida State. I was wearing Sark. the Longhorn Sooty today. And Sark is going to bully Kirby Smart like he did at Bama every year. I was walking around this vendor thing. Damon, bro, you need to put the crack pipe down, dog. Sark. Sark's going to call that offense. <laughs> y'all, do y'all see how creative Sark got with that offense in that first half? Like I oh. said, the offense is wild. It's that defense that's going to hurt 
Texas, in my opinion. not that bad. That's what you fail to understand. No, Their defense isn't bad for the teams they play, but they ain't played SEC teams consistently, dog. They ain't played Big, team, Big Ten teams consistently. The Big 12 is not what it used to be. Bro, playing strength of schedule matters. They literally, they literally lost to Kansas State without their starting quarterback, and they lost by like three points. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what we're talking about here. They played everyone consistently. I watched Texas all year. They played everyone. Homie, homie, the Big Twelve is not, is, is, is no. They, they, they no. beat every, they beat everyone they face. They just played. Right. They beat right. them. Good for they Texas. They beat your SEC Golden Boys. They beat them. I'm not. I don't. I, I'm not a Bama fan. But okay, they, you're a fan. It's a fact. There's no there's arguing one, with Jack at this point, bro. We've been arguing for three hours. Home, dog. SEC is way better than anything Texas has seen all year. Dude, I'm just we're not I'm just spitting facts. Better, we're not disagreeing with you that SEC is the best conference. What I'm saying is UT absolutely deserves to be in. They absolutely do. You have oh, to sure. Bama, They'll be the four seed. Bama and UT in. I hate I hate the I hate the word deserve, bro. Deserve. They'll be the four seed, but I don't think. This is why if it's between if it's between Texas and Florida State, a hundred percent Texas deserves to get in because what we're watching with Florida State now is trash. You're seeing thirty yards of total offense at halftime. Yeah, <laughs> this, is always, yeah. This, has always been, this has always been my issue with college football to begin with is the fact that it's got to go by a committee picking who they think deserves to be in or not. Like Demarco just said, he hates that word, but literally that's what college football is. It's it's a committee. That is saying, does this team deserve to be in, or does this team deserve to be in? It's and that's the whole reason why. It's the whole reason why I haven't been big on college football for damn near my whole life because I don't like that. When they, I know when they do this expansion, I'm going to be more involved in more, it. More like reception, it. more receptive yeah. to it. Because just like I told Trev, I said I hate that you got some idiots making people argue yeah. because they some guys who haven't like. Most you guys in that goddamn chair has never even played college football. You're sitting here picking no. who, who deserves or, it, who or deserves when they did, it more. No, or when the they, best teams. Or when they did play, they, they were wearing rubber helmets. You know, What's like, wrong with rubber helmets? They would have they, they all got they all they all got concussions. <laughs> 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 They all got concussions, so they don't understand. Disrespect rubber helmets like that. <laughs> but no, nah, man. Um, but yeah, Matt, to your point, yeah, I, I, I chimed in on, on uh, Grover not being around a little bit because uh, one of our guys in here, uh, I think it was Tristan, was saying that we need to stop D-Hop from going off or whatever. And I was telling these guys, I don't care what D-Hop does. He went off last time and they still lost. I want to stop the run. I want to stop Tajay Spears, and I want to stop Derrick Henry. It's about that hold run on, stopping, on, and we on, don't on. have Grover this time. Tajay Spears ain't shit, so uh, we don't even need to bring him into the conversation. He had one well, good game the, all year. Well, he, he's the highest-graded rookie running back. Doing what? Is he the only rookie running back? Because there, there ain't no. no way. That man has done nothing. Bro, I mean, how about I Gibson mean, from Detroit? According yeah. to he's not the highest-rated running back. You mean Gibbs? Yeah. You mean Gibbs? Yeah. Jair Gibbs? That man is a boss. There's no way. There's yeah. no way. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's what is, they is have. he is he only is he only being rated for like the seven snaps that he took like six weeks ago? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. So so, so for, for any Colts fans, all right, because I fell for the trap. So I'm gonna be honest. Oh, like six, seven weeks ago, Spears had a good game, and I said, you know what? I picked him up on fantasy. I started him three weeks after that, and he's gotten me one point each week. 
So we ain't got to worry about Tajay Spears. He's not the best rookie running back. It's Gibbs up in Detroit by far. He's the best rookie running back. All we got to do is stop DH, contain the edge. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's what that was. I said I want to stop Derrick Henry. I was I told them I said Derrick as long as Derrick Henry goes for twenty five yards and DeAndre Hopkins can have one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty, one hundred and thirty, one hundred forty, one hundred fifty, whatever. As long as the Colts get Derrick Henry down to twenty five yards yep. and the Colts yep. win. Like, yep. Outside of that, I'm like I, like I'm not I worried about I'm not worried about what any receivers do in Tennessee. I said it all year. I said it all year. I don't care if one wide receiver goes off for over 100 yards receiving. I don't care. Because guess what? That just means they moved up and down the field. What matters is how they end that drive. I don't care. He can have have a 65-yard reception on every single drive. As long as we get the stop on the goal line, I don't care. Well said. Damon and Zach, what did I just tell you guys that the most overrated, unrealistic stat in football is yards? I it's do yards. not give a damn about I don't give your a- yards. I do I not care. care. I do not I care. I don't care. <laughs> all that matters for is putting you on the all-purpose yards for all time. That's all that matters. It's going to get you in the Hall of Fame, but I really don't care. I don't think it makes you – uh, a great offense or whatever. That's fine. What makes you a great offense is how you finish in the red zone, how you finish on the goal line. Can you score? You can, you can, nick, you can deke and dime your way all the way down the field if you want to. You can't score. You can't score. And guess what? If, if it's going to be, if it's going to come down to our kickers, my money's on Matt Gay every time. Thank you. Well, uh, my money would also be on, um, um, What's his name? The, the Minshew. The Minshew. Uh, no, no. The, the Minshew. Uh, is that what they call it? Uh, the, I got no, my money on him no, in the red zone. No, the, the punter for the Titans. So now Titans. <laughs> <laughs> my money's on him to have more punts than DeAndre Hopkins has catches. <laughs> oh, that's where my money would be. That's where my money would be. So I don't I'm know. I'm saying we, well, we said it. We said it was. Five, six weeks ago here on the show, I, I said it before. I don't care what the wide receivers get. I don't. I think it was before we played Tennessee the first time. I was like, he can go ahead and go off for 150 yards. I don't care. As long as we end up with the final score being higher than theirs, I don't care what he has. I didn't yep. care what, what Mike Evans was going to have when everybody was like, oh, Mike Evans is going to torch us. Who I want to remind you, I don't think he really did torch us. I think he had a couple big plays, but outside of that, it wasn't really like a torching fight. That hey y'all, I gotta get out of here. I got things I need to get done. Um, peace, love, go Thank you, Zach. Have a good night. Thank you guys. Have a good night, yep. guys. <clears throat> but yeah, I've been uh, I've been big on that since I want to say uh, since the early weeks. And I remember Baltimore, uh, Matt. You were saying that uh, Zay Flowers were gonna kill us, and I, I was telling you guys like I don't care what these receivers go for, <laughs> just because of the fact that I don't do it. Yeah, as long as teams can't run the ball on you, you really just don't get yeah. worn down. Obviously, you don't want the third down conversions, but it's like if I can stop you from running the ball, you're forced to pass. And eventually, when you got to put up 30, and then on the 40, goal line, 50 passes, if you can't run the ball, you can't do anything on the goal line. You will have turnovers. Yep, and and that's it. that's it. I don't I don't care what a receiver does as long as the running back ain't doing it. Because the most annoying thing to me is when a running back is gaining four to five yards a carry. That irritates the crap out of me. Absolutely, uh, Terry is saying here as close as Indy and Tennessee games always are. I, I got a feeling we're going to embarrass them. We're bringing the sweepstakes back. Three score win. He said he's got a vote. What up? What up? What's the bone? 
No, I think he's talking about me. Oh. I'm, no, I'm in the top, top left. left. What happened? What happened? <clears throat> um. So oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. You you love to hear you love to hear you love to hear a three score win. So I hope you right, Terry. Um, I wouldn't necessarily predict it as a three score win. I think it's gonna be a tight game, probably like a 10, 10, 10, 10, uh, 10 point game or something like that. I don't even think it's gonna be ten. I think it's gonna be under ten. It might be like eight, somewhere between that six to eight point range. I think. I agree. I'm going to go 10, though. <laughs> What's up? I'm still trying to figure out. Give me a bone. Give me a bone. He's going to talk about the New Orleans Saints. No, that's not him. That's not him. No. Remember me? You had an argument about Derek Carr. I told you he ain't about nothing. And it wasn't just the Raiders. Oh, that's you. That is you. That ain't me. Oh, yeah. So it was me. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that's definitely you. <laughs> So, I remember that show. So, so, okay, so, so I mean, if if we're if we're bringing back up this argument, who who won between the Saints and the Colts? What the Saints? The Saints? Oh, 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 who won between the Saints and the Colts? Okay, so I mean, they just I mean, we can if you want to revisit it, the Colts lost to the Saints with their car. <laughs> I mean, we lost. So what did you tell me? <laughs> I mean, if he suck and he beat us, I mean, I I don't see too many people wanting Gardner Minshew over Derek Carr. So, all right. So my prediction for tomorrow is a twenty-three to seventeen final score. Twenty-three seventeen. Hmm. I can see that. Is, was that the score the first time? Was it? Because if so, yeah, I could just call it. I think it was. I'm going to go 30 14 Colts. 30 14? I feel it. You're going to run them boys in the Nissan Stadium. I, I, I want Vrabel to shake his head leaving that stadium. Vrabel started yeah. with like Frank Wright this year. <laughs> poor guy. Hey, that poor hey, guy, he man. Do, he, he looked Dude, depressed as hell, boy. That guy is the glue that holds that team together. If, it, the, <laughs> if that team was coached by anybody else, they would be the Carolina Panthers. That's facts. Yeah. That's facts. Yeah. Yeah. And people, it's crazy because people are ready to get rid of him. Um, My prediction will be uh, 24 13 Colts. That's what I got, man. I got us obviously over 20. Don't think they're going to be big time scoring. I think our defense can hold it down. 24 13. Oh, it was uh 23 16. Matt was the last, was the last game. So you got you got a uh, uh, Tennessee getting one more point, squeezing out yeah. one more. They just make a field goal this time instead of missing one. All right, but I'm going to head out, too, because I'm actually kind of tired. It's <laughs> all good. It's all <laughs> good. Uh, appreciate everybody coming out tonight. Check us out every Saturday 
8.15 Eastern Time. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Music. We're on all platforms. ZTV. Eventually, all of us will be on, and we'll be on, on on time eventually. Bear with us. It's the holidays. Everything's wacky right now, so. Absolutely. Appreciate everybody coming through, and shout out to ZTV. And as always, go Colts. Go Colts. Second down, he fakes the Taylor. Fires over the middle, completes. Pittman, Pittman broken free. Pittman. Colts retake the 